<laughs> what it do, man? It's Project Youngin', man. Can't tell me nothing, man. Y'all tuned in to Sky's the Limit Radio. Entertainment. No shit. Yes, we are. We're going streaking. Come on, everybody. Bring your green hat. Let's go. Yo, ho, yo, ho. A pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo, ho. Yo, ho, yo, ho. A pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we gonna do it. We gotta Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig, and it is the beginning of the week. It's a Tuesday edition. It's It's a Halloween edition. The Halloween edition. We are not dressed up because, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know why up. we didn't dress up. I don't up, even know why you looked at me like I like I might be dressed up. Because I mean, I'm not dressed up. We could have did Dumb and Dumber. I'm over here in my new sweats. We chilling. I'm chilling. Florida Grove staff shirt on, holding it down. Yep. I'm in my Buck That Podcast cutoff sleeveless shirt. I did hear, rumor through the grapevine is, Thursday, somebody is supposed to be in here tinkering with cameras and such. Really? Precursor for everybody out there. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be looking forward to seeing our ugly mugs. Never know. I've been told by a lot of people they missed the interaction. Okay. They, so, mi- they missed the lives. Are we doing like, the same setup we had over at the other studio, basically? Uh, something like that. Different program. I'm not really sure. We we got to figure all that. That's all stuff that's got to be, be a surprise on Thursday. I guess. I guess. All right. I'm excited for that. I have no clue yet. I have okay. no clue. So, just a little little inside. Uh, that's some positive uh, yeah. uh, stuff going on in the cabin. And we, sh- we don't have a lot of positive news going on today. Not, not not with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but shout out to Neil Andrews Glass Services. Make sure you guys check him out. He's on Facebook. He is our uh, sponsor for the cameras, by the way. And you will be seeing his logo and stuff, I'm sure, in the uh, the background or what something. What a good dude Neil is, man. Yeah, oh, dude, he has always shown love, always, always supporting the homies. He, he really is, man. So if you guys have any glass needs in your house, maybe remodeling that bathroom, trying to get that shower hooked up, that's your dude right there. I'm yeah, telling you. He does you. it all, man. He, he does it all. He did our bathroom, man. Did a damn good job. But we are here. Buck that podcast. I don't even want to talk about that damn game, man. Thursday. By now, y'all already know what happened. I feel like we're a week out. Like, I just want to forget Thursday night. It was like a double whammy. You know why? Because you had to stay up and you had to watch the whole damn game and your team lost. Well, I'm telling you, I went to work Friday morning. You know, I work early. You know how coaches are. Dennis Green called me up and said, yo, Craig. I'm like, what's up, Dennis, man? Long From time the grave, huh? Yeah. Wow. He, he called me. He used Hit G- you on that ghost line. He used Jesus' phone. Okay. He called me up and said, 
We are who we thought we are. Exactly. And I said, Dennis, you the man. Dennis, you a menace. Tell my dog Jesus I said, what's up? Thank you for the phone call. That's crazy. We are. We are basically who we thought they were. I mean, we got a little surprise, you know, at the beginning of the season. You know, you pull off a couple of victories. You go up to Minnesota the first game of the season. Baker's looking good. It looks like to be like there's no training wheels on this offense. They're just hitting on all cylinders in the first game of the season, that defense, and then all of a sudden it's just like, bam, back to normal. Listen, I, I almost feel like if the helmet came off of the Baker Mayfield jersey and Ashton Kutcher was really under there, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I feel like we got punked. We, we got we got we got football catfished. Is what we is what happened. That would be pretty amazing if you could fit Ashton Kutcher in little ass Baker Mayfield's body. Baker's like as tall as Ashton is. Baker is fat. <laughs> Baker's a little husky for a quarterback. You got to admit. I mean, he's not that bad. He's a little roly poly. I mean, he he ain't quite Ben Roethlisberger. No, but Big Ben kind of wore it better. He was like 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, big dude. You know, Baker's like 5'10". I don't want nobody who anorexic, though. Then they get hit by one of them big linemen and break. True. I don't, I, I don't know. <clears throat> but, yeah, they definitely haven't been looking good. We got football catfish. We literally started out the same way we started out last season. We started out last season 2-0. and and we're thinking, here we go again. Tom Brady last season. They figured us out. We're going to go back to the playoffs. We're going to have a good season. And then all of a sudden, it was just a debacle. And it's that NFC South. It has not changed a lick. Maybe, uh, you know, we might not be the winner this season. And that might change. But other than that, this season is, or this uh, division is a big uh, mess. Nobody's really wanting to take over the division at the moment. I mean, it's a pretty shitty division. It's probably the worst in football, I would have to imagine. I, I mean, can you name me another worst division? I mean, at one point a couple of years ago, we were looking at the NFC East, like the NFC Lease, and then the next season they flip it all around. But we're not having that luck in the NFC South, even with the new quarterbacks. I almost might want to say the A. Well, I don't, I, I you don't know. You can't say the NFC South. Because <clears throat> we're about to play them, and we'll, and we'll have yeah, to see what I mean, happens. Look what Tennessee's doing right now with Will Levis. First game of the season against Atlanta last week. Showing out. Four touchdowns, 238 yards. Might have the replacement in Tennessee. You got uh, your boy Lawrence, Lawrence over there in Jacksonville. They're on a winning streak of like four games. I would say collectively overall, we probably are the worst division. We, we have to be. I think they're singly our worst teams than maybe what we have in our division. Like yeah. Chicago. Yeah. But, I mean, we got Carolina who's owing whatever right now. No, they just got their first they win. Get, they, they did, did get, get their, their first, first win. win against Houston. Yeah, that was a surprise uh, defensive battle there. Was that like 16 to 15 or some yeah. crazy score like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We got a face Stroud here coming up, though. Who we got to play this week, actually, Houston. Yeah. Who's yeah, probably Stroud, probably a little angry. I think Stroud started out the season like nine touchdowns, only one interception as a rookie, like 1,800 yards. The kid's slinging it. He's been having a, a, slinging it. He's been having a, a pretty good season, and we'll get to that a little later into the show. But, man, it's, it's, it's kind of becoming the common thing right now. We talk about it every week. You know, something's got to change. Something's got to give. And, and we knew one of the topics that we, we did discuss, and, you know, you go back to the beginning, we did bring up that we did feel like the season was a wash. You know, we didn't do much in free agency because we're, we're strap-capped, and we're, we're going to get into that topic here shortly. Um, it, it was kind of – a throwaway season, if you will, and pretty much like, hey, 
we're going to throw this at the wall. And if it sticks, great. But if it doesn't and it kind of falls apart and people figure everything out with what we're able to do with what we got, then, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, the Bucks coming into the season with a new quarterback, um, you, you kind of knew that this was going to happen. And this was the season that the Bucks wanted to get right with the salary cap. We might as well go ahead and get into this salary cap story, though. The, the Bucks right now, $75 million in dead cap this season. That's, that's a lot. counting against the salary cap. So I mean, it's that's, not like, that's two or three really good players. That's two or three elite players. I mean, hell. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy uh, the amount of money that's being spent right now. And it's not just on Tom Brady, uh, the GOAT. Tom Brady's probably one of the cheaper ones on the list. Well, no, he is the most expensive. Okay. I will go ahead and just go ahead and tell everybody that. He is the most expensive on the list at $35,104,000 that's being taken off the cat this, this year. Um, but I think this is that rip-off-the-band-aid moment in year for the Bucks. And hopefully we can reset. And a couple things. We're going to need money to reset so we can go out there and get the appropriate free agents, sign draft picks, and so, and so on. But we're also going to need to find that quarterback as well next and season. Th- and they're not going to be there in free agency. It's not going to be Baker. I'm sorry. Can we do this again? Can we sign Baker to another one-year, two-year deal with the way he's playing in this offense? And it's not just Baker's fault. It has to do a lot with the running game protection i would say yes as a bridge gap quarterback i I don't think he's earned a big contract but depending on how much money we got coming off the books i think we could sign him to another one or two year team friendly deal i don't think kyle trask is the answer do we let him in how do we know though we've only seen limited in the preseason of kyle trask and what we did see of him was just as good as Baker, if not better at times, because Kyle Trask was taking more risks down the field. And, and you know what? Sometimes that was against lower, you know, guys, lower competition. Ta- sure. lower competition. You and you know what? I, at this point, I honestly, with with the way our offenses has been, the lack of the run game, I really don't care who we had at quarterback that's in our our roster. I mean, hell, we had Tom Brady, and we still were the worst rushing team in many, many yeah. years last year. So, well, we we never replaced Ali Marpet, Alex Kappa. We just lost Donovan Smith. You know, we we uh, lost Robert uh, Hainsey. That's that's pretty much our whole. No, we want uh, Jensen. Jensen. Oh yeah, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, we unfortunately have uh, Robert Hainsey right now. Great for the. Th- <laughs> thanks for saving me there, but Ryan Jensen. That's that's pretty much. That's like two and a half Pro Bowlers. Well, that's. Our, that's almost our starting lineup from the Super Bowl. Uh, basically, yeah. So we never replaced any of that. No, we didn't. I mean, we did we, bring we, it. We got Cody Mock, but. We, we brought in Tristan Wirfs. And I will say that Cody Mock is a step up from what Luke Gedeke was at left guard last year, him playing right guard. He's not as bad as what Gedeke was last year at guard. Uh, but he's he's got he's, it's a it's a sharp learning curve for him. It's welcome to the NFL moment. He's no longer in whatever division he was uh, playing last year, you know, or you know, in college, he was North Dakota State. Yeah, he was. Was that Division Three something? No, I'm or? pretty sure it's like D one. I don't know. I don't think. What was what was Ali Marpet? What were they called? What did they call those schools that like Ali Marpet was at? I don't think it was Division One. I really they don't. Cha- I don't think it's D one, D two, D three anymore. It's just like it's something else. I don't know the name of well, it. Whatever right it was, it wasn't D one. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, like Ali Marpet was from like. Well, Ali Mart went to Hobart. Hobart. I was about to say Mopar, but that's a that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's Dodge. A, yeah, that's a part for a truck. 
But uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, we haven't been able to replace these guys at all. Even in free agency, bringing in Matt Filer, that obviously has not worked. He did not play last uh, Thursday night for an injury. I'm putting up the air quotes. I think, honestly, he could have went if he was uh, playing a little better, but I think they wanted to kind of switch it up and get Aaron Stinney in there, and I thought Aaron Stinney provided a little bit of lift there at left guard uh, that that we didn't have with Matt Filer. We had one of our best averages in rushing this this weekend. Or this uh, last game. And we didn't lose by a lot. So I'm not going to sit there and make it seem like we, we got dog walked because it wasn't that. And we played against the Buffalo Bills, who we know have uh, – they have Allen. Yeah. They, they have Diggs. They have that connection. I mean, even uh, – got Gabe, a great defense as well. Gabe Davis is, is snapping. Yeah, the thing is, is uh, it, was, it was a lot closer than – it was a lot farther than it looked. It really like, is. We just never really contended in that game. Oh, excuse me. Penalties uh, again. We're this third week in a row, and we're we're getting this trend of uh, these losses with these with these penalties. We're we're getting a lot of penalties. I think Luke Etiky had three false start penalties. Well, we're we're definitely, I would say, a couple of good solid free agents, and a, a, another solid draft away from being where in a better direction. Well, here's my thing, and I was thinking about this earlier. I'm going through a lot of these uh, positions where we're aging. And you look at the depth behind some of these aging positions like uh, Shaq Barrett and, uh, you know, it, it just we don't have the depth behind these players. And right now, players like Shaq Barrett, JTS, they're not they're not playing very well on the edge right now. I mean, we're, we're not getting sacks. We're not getting pressure from the edge. That's a big issue. Uh, we have so many holes in this team that we need to fill over next year. It's not just quarterback. It's not just O-line. And it's not just outside linebacker. Like, this team has got a lot of holes that are going to need to be filled. Mike Evans is another thing, too. Like, what are we going to – we got a little money coming up in this free agency in this offseason, but are we going to kind of throw money at something that we obviously see is is aging a little bit? Do we want to push and kick the can down the road like we did with Brady for a guy like Mike Evans where we're – you know, kind of ex- overextending ourselves a little bit as far as his salary and his the length of years. I, I think with that situation, they're going to come to the table. And it, and I want to see Mike here. It, it may be a situation where they let Mike test the market and see see where his, his value is at. And if, if they feel it's too high, they might let him walk. I well, mean, I think there is going to be a team that will pay Mike a little bit more than what the Bucks are going to play pay. And, and that's fine. And I feel with Mike Evans, I think they handled it correctly as an organization because we probably could have let him go and got a second or third round pick for Yeah, him. I mean, it's still not over yet. We still got, what, till? No, it was till 4 o'clock today. Oh, it's 4 o'clock today. 4 o'clock right. today was, Halloween, the, yep. was the deadline. So, yeah, Mike Evans is here, yeah. So, uh, they did do him respect in, in that aspect. But essentially, we're going to let him go for nothing because I don't think we're going to re-sign him. We got the Devin White situation. Levante David situation. I mean, we do got some and another thing is some notable names. Tristan Worse. I heard a report today. He's going to become the highest paid left tackle in the league. Can you guess what that cap number is going to look like for a per year for the highest paid tackle? Hmm. It, it's a very important position. Right now, you've got Larry Tunzel and then Trent Williams, one and two. I would say. 26 mil a year? That's a very good guess. They're talking right now. I think Trent Williams and Larry, Larry Tunzel, I think, is making around 26. Okay. And then Trent Williams around 25. Uh, so probably 30. Okay. Tw- they're saying $28 million for him. You know what I say? Pay the man. Pay the man. Pay him. I mean, he's he's an elite left tackle, and you have to, you have to start somewhere. 
And we're going to have to probably go back to the drawing board with a quarterback, young quarterback. Well, what's, what's better than, than getting that sturdy left tackle to, to anchor up that line for many years to come? And he's young, too. I think he's only like 24, 25 years old. Yeah, so. we've only, he's only been here a handful of a years. years yeah. So, you know, th- th- there's not a lot of wear and tear on it, if you will. All right, I got this list pulled up here. Let me go ahead and quickly go down this list of this uh, Buccaneers dead cap. Coming into the season, the Bucs are number one in the NFL with dead cap. Yep. And that is $75,323,702 in dead cap coming into the season. That, that span is over 11 players on this roster that are either, well, most of them are off the roster, obviously, but there is one situation in Levante David where we're eating some of his dead cap money for his previous contract. Then we extended him. Okay. Uh, with this contract uh, through this season. So we got Tom Brady with 35. We already went over that. We got Donovan Smith that signed with the Chiefs. He's playing with uh, one of the best teams in the league right now with just about $8 million worth of dead cap on his uh, on the Bucks roster. Levante David at $6.8 million. Leonard Fournette, who just signed with the Bills right now, is getting $5 million to go play with the Bills. And he's probably, well, he's not probably, he is receiving a salary from the Bills as well. Uh, number five on the list is Akeem Hicks. I've been hearing uh, on Sports Talk, people are like, why aren't we bringing in Akeem Hicks again? He's still a free. Why do we want Akeem Hicks? We're already paying him money. We don't need his old ass on this team. Uh, number six is Shake, uh, Shaq Mason. He's got traded to the Texans. We ate some of his salary for this season. You got Cameron Bray with $3.9 million. You got Julio Jones, who just signed with the Eagles. Uh, his dead cap for us is $3.4 million. You got William Golston. That's another one of those guys that we extended, but we're still eating some of his dead cap from his previous contract. That's $2.4 million. Uh, previous kicker, Ryan Suckups at uh, seven, um, 750000 Jalen Dar- Darlin, who we cut, is at 348000 11 players making up $75 million of dead cap. That's coming off the books after this season. All of it. All of that money. That's going to free up a lot of space for the Bucks to, to go out there and maybe re-sign some of these guys. Let's play a little game here. <clears throat> Who would you, out of Devin White, Antoine Winfield, Mike Evans, Tristan Wirfs, and I think that's basically the list of the, the big four that's going to be coming up after the end of this season. I would say Wirfs and Winfield for sure. But let's play um, let's play a little game. So you said Levante, pay the man. You said, you said Levante David. No, he's, he's, he, he just got restructured. So we're going to go pay the man. Um. Uh, what's the? I'm having a. Pay they, the man or let him walk. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But never mind. Pay the man or let him walk. So I'll go ahead and let you go ahead and give me yours. Well, we'll give me the so out of the big four. Yeah, the big four. Because we're not going to be able to re-sign them all. I don't think. I mean, we've had had luck in well, the past. Well, Winfield and Worse, you got to keep for sure. Yeah. And then who who were the other two? Mike Evans. Mike Evans and Devin White. With those two, it's got to be Devin White, maybe. But he's been looking a little suspect, too, though. Um, I would say if they're on team-friendly deals, yes. If not, let them walk. I think they're going to let Devin White walk after this season. I don't think he's having a good season, to be honest with you. He had, like, three tackles against Atlanta the other day or a couple weeks ago. Like, he's just – he's hit or miss. Like, some days he comes out and he flies around the ball, and then some days he's just, like, a ghost out there. Yeah. No pun intended for a Halloween edition of Buck That. But – uh He's not a Levante David, I'll tell you that. Uh, he's not a guy that's a Prino All-Pro possible Hall of Fame player. And, and, and with Mike Evans, I mean, he's made, his, he's made his money, and don't get me wrong, he has restructured a lot, but it's not like he's given money back when he restructures. He does ways a certain thing to save 
the team money, but he still gets that money. So, oh, I was gonna say franchise tag. That's the, that's what I was missing. Pay the man franchise tag or let him walk. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody in our team. Uh, I think we could possibly be franchising Antoine Winfield after this season. Maybe while they're working out a deal, but I mean, if they can get one worked out, I mean, the franchise tag is more like a last ditch effort to make sure that nobody else can sign him. Yeah, that he that a guy yeah. doesn't get away. And but, I'm thinking but, that maybe. Well, him you know, and him and Worst could qualify for that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they'll have an easier time locking up uh, worse. So, I don't know. I just feel like Antoine Winfield is going to be a tough one to lock up. We'll like, see. I feel like he's going to want that money. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they should pay him. He's one of the top safeties in the league. He's our best player on defense. So let's be honest. I mean, he's our defensive MVP. The way this guy flies around the field every week, it's it's amazing to now, watch. Now, what about Chris Godwin? Is he still under contract for next year? Or yeah, I believe he's got one more year under okay. under contract. Then he comes off the books. But he's he's going to be upwards of. 28-29, I believe, once he comes off the book. So that's another question mark. And do we go after, do we go after somebody in the draft to get younger? Uh, I like to think that we, le- we need to get younger, you know. Um, in certain areas, we do. Yeah, uh, but we're rebuilding right now. This is a rebuild year. So this is the time to bring in those younger free agents and draft and try to hit on some of those draft picks and build through the draft. I mean, that's the way you, you build in the NFL is through the draft. Any successful team, it's through the draft. I mean, we, we spent all the 2000s, the Redskins, every single year would be one of the top teams in, in free agency, spending buku bucks and one of the worst teams in the league. And then, you know, you got other teams that build strictly through the draft, and we need to be able to hit on some of our draft picks coming up. Yeah, the, and, and I think, you know, bringing up Washington, like you said, they were trying to, I feel like, do the NBA approach. And with the NBA, when we were dealing with, like, five players – Sometimes you could bring in those superstars and they'll mesh real well and, you know, you can win some championships. One player can make a difference on an NBA yes. team where one player cannot make a difference basically on an NBA well, team. Well, if you're bringing in a bunch of guys but they don't necessarily fit similar systems that work for each player, then, yeah, it, sometimes, you know, just because a player's talented or a player's really good at their position doesn't mean that they fit your scheme or what you're trying to do. True. So then it's just – then you even got people like Albert Hainsworth who got paid and then came – everybody paid him for whatever reason and he didn't – Yeah, we signed him for a little while, didn't we? Like yeah. a year? Trash. Yeah. I think we got him in a trade. I he don't was remember. really good at stomping on heads, though. He was. Yeah, he was a like excellent head stomper. He was worse than Sue. Yeah, but him and Sue, though, they they got a bad rap throughout they did. their career. And from what I hear, Sue's like the nicest guy off the field. He probably is, but when he's like out he's there, like he's like a teddy bear. But like, yeah, you, you know what the, his name? In the moment, what his name means, right? It's like House of something. House of Knives, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's a badass name. Yeah, that is a badass name. Not only does it kind of sound like Donkey Kong, but it's House of Knives. Like, yeah, that's just awesome. Like I'll slice you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you said, we're we're looking at a, a, a you know, basically a rebuild. This upcoming schedule, I I have it pulled up. I got it pulled up too. We all know we got we got the Houston Texans. And are we are we at home or away? Uh, we are at Houston. We are at Houston, which is a loud stadium. I think a little underrated for how loud it and, can get. And they've there. played pretty good at home. They just went toe to toe with Carolina, and and let's be real here, Carolina's record is a little deceiving. They have had some splash moments. Everything hasn't really necessarily come together. They're dealing with a major learning curve with a first overall pick in Bryce Young. First right overall pick, a lot of young players over there, like what we're talking about doing. Um, 
new coaching staff and different things yeah, like Frank that. Yeah, Frank Reich, I don't know about him, to be honest with you. I'm not, not too sold on him. He had some, some situations in Indianapolis when he was there and made some bumbles with some quarterbacks and – He's not. He just doesn't seem to be making and, the right and, and decisions. And Houston has a good defense. We yeah, we I mean, we, we coached by Demico Ryan's. I mean, you're going to have a good defense. And guess what? I think they're going to put that pressure on Baker Mayfield. So with the upcoming games, Houston can can potentially be a loss. The following week, we got Tennessee at home. That that could you know Will Levis looked pretty good. We don't know what he's going to look like t- uh, Thursday night. I mean, I could go down this whole list, and I'd just say every single game we have coming up to to finish off the season is a potential loss. So let's look at the games and say which ones are the potential wins because I'm not seeing a lot. The Houston, obviously, we just talked about that. It's it's a potential for us to go up there and, and get a win in Houston. It's a young team, young quarterback. Uh, that might be our best opportunity for a win this season. Well, upcoming, but, I mean, you got Carolina – in a few weeks, and you got Carolina at, at the end of the, the very last game. It, something tells me Carolina is going to start putting something together. I, like, it's going to start clicking a little bit for Bryce It Young. might. DJ Chark might, might start catching on fire. Adam Thielen still, still in on the, the league. Thielen. He's looking good. So, yeah, it, it's tough, man. Uh, you know, starting out the season like we did last year. I mean, 2-0, we, we, we had some expectations, but we're coming back down to earth pretty hard right now. We got that, that, that game going to Lambeau Field in Green Bay. I mean, Jordan Love's been looking pretty solid. That, that, that looks like a game that, like you said, that, that, that's a losable game for sure. The, literally every game, and that's in December. That's in the middle of December in Lambeau. The Bucks going back to the NFC Central days. Do you remember those days when we were like 0-45 when it was under a certain degree yeah, in temperature? Yeah, we, we got Jacksonville. I mean, they're, they're, their offense is on fire that's right now. That's probably them in San Francisco, the toughest matchups we got right now. Yes, do we have some uh, possible wins with Carolina with two games with them still and one against Atlanta at home or at Atlanta? Yeah, but I, I, I'm losing faith. I'm losing faith quickly in this team. I mean, even Indianapolis with Gardner Minshew might beat us. Yeah, they got Jonathan Taylor back. They they uh, went down the wire the other day a couple, uh, against uh, – what team was it? I forget. Was it the Browns? Yeah, the Browns, who ended up uh, having one of the best defenses through the first half of the season, like, since 1972 or some shit like that. Like, yeah. And then they go up and put 38 points up against uh, the Browns. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm scared about all these teams. It, it, it's time to uh... – Circle the truth because we might be in trouble. And you got San Francisco, not to mention we got to travel to San Francisco to Levi Stadium, a team who's lost three in a row like us. But we can, if you put us in a mirror and the San Francisco 49ers in a mirror, who's the fake and who's the real? I'm sorry, we're the fakes and they're the reals. They've lost three, they've lost three in a row just like us. And they just acquired some, some defensive linemen over there. So who'd they get? They just got uh, Chase from Washington. Chase Young. Yep. Ooh. And they also, I think, got Greg Hardy or somebody today, too. Damn. Greg Hardy? Yeah. Not Greg Hardy. I was uh, about to say, like, he's been out of league the, for the, a minute. The one who played for, for Dallas. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence? No, Greg something. Oh, shit. I don't even know. We'll have to look that one up. I got the meme right here. I must have slept through. I did. I slept through the trade deadline today, so that's probably why I don't know about Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory. Okay, they got I him knew from, there was some kind from of Denver. Yeah, they got him from Denver. Yeah. 
Yeah, he got he he came, he went over there in free agency and ended up shitting the bed over there. Their defensive line now includes Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, Drake Jackson, Randy Gregory, and Javon Kinlaw. A lot of them are first round. That last picks. one you just said right there is one of the most underrated defensive tackles in the league. Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, he is a beast. Yeah, they they are stacked. They're Poised to make a run, another run into the the playoffs. That's for sure. Every quarterback that plays this defense from now to the <laughs> the end of the year yeah. looks at that defensive line and butthole just puckered up because they're like, "Damn, that, that's yeah. what I got to deal with for four quarters." That sucks. Can we run the ball all game? I mean, really, you can only double team one person. So then you got, double, double team Bosa, then you're leaving open the whole. Then, then you slew got the Swiss guys. Army knife. Uh, uh, your boy Christian McCaffrey on the other side of the ball. Psh. Yeah, yeah, they're a team, man. They're them in them in Philadelphia. You know, that's my team right now. I'm I'm not a Philly fan, but uh, you know, I got that that little the side bet from Monopoly money with old uh, yeah. Steve Future House. So it's looking pretty good right now. I am rooting for another team silently, kind of mediumly. Oh, okay. I'm kind of wondering what that team is. We lost to them this year. We lost to them this year. Yeah. Oh, I already know. It's Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I'm rooting for Detroit as well. I'd like to see them win a Super Bowl in my yeah. lifetime. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah, that would be awesome. Jared Goff get a Super Bowl? I mean, he's been to the Super Bowl. He didn't win it, though, I believe. I don't believe I no. believe he was there, but they lost. Yeah. Yeah, Was it, that was against the Patriots, I believe. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see the Lions win it, honestly. So, man, I guess we can, we can get into it. How, how do you feel about this game coming up? Do you feel we're going to lose or do you feel we're going to win? Well, getting to that, I feel we're going to lose. I, I don't know. I'm very pessimistic right now with this team. But I feel like we've had some regression. We started out so well in this offense in week one and week two against Minnesota and uh, the Bears. Started out so well in comparison to what we're doing now. I thought when we started out that well, it was going to be nothing but a slight gradual uptick throughout the season in this Canales offense. And all it's been is a downhill rider downhill, just straight downhill. Every single game is getting worse. The run games worse passing protection. The last couple games breaking down, which that was one of our strong suits early on in the season and last season. Um, no, absolutely, absolutely no running game. We get no uh, production out of any playmakers besides Mike Evans or Chris Godwin's. And even to say that, we get times when, when Mike Evans disappears. We don't see him at all. I mean, there's been flashes of some of the younger guys. Trey Palmer's made some plays. Yeah, I mean, he came in in the game, made like three catches, 20 yards. Is but he on not, defense has been doing some things. They're not, they're not getting that big play, though. It's just like a dink and dunk. Like uh, Jarrett comes in, gets a little screen pass or uh, that other little like we're not We're not getting that 50, that 50 yard breakout pass where maybe somebody catches it 20, 20 yards and, and takes it for another 30 and, and, and goes to the house. You know what? If we do, if we do get that type of play, guess what? There's laundry on the field. Yep. And there's a flag and it's coming back. Saw a nice run from Rock White this past game. Get called back. Shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. I mean, we... We're just not a disciplined team right now. The offense is regressing. Uh, I think they need to start trying some new stuff. 
or maybe go back to what was working in the first two games, which we talked about coming into the season, this Dave Canales offense is run to set up the pass. Well, what does that mean? That means play action, rollouts, getting your quarterback outside the pocket, moving them around a little bit. We haven't been seeing that the last couple games. Last four or five games we haven't seen it. First two games we saw a lot of it, and we were having success doing it and moving the ball a little bit. And I, I think Baker thrives in that type of uh, offense as well. As you can see, we stopped doing that type of offense. He starts throwing interceptions. He's just basically dropping back, reading the coverage, and throwing the ball. And, and when I say this right here, I, I don't necessarily mean it like in, in QB comparison, but kind of similar to how Steve Young used to be, or maybe even like sometimes Brett Favre. You know, Brett Favre was that gunslinger, but he would also move around. He wouldn't stay in the pocket. Also, sometimes he would break out. But Steve Young was a little bit of a runner. You know, kind of similar to Baker Mayfield. Like it wasn't like their mo, but they could break off. You yeah. know, eight yards that they need to to keep. Uh, you know, some positive yards going. But Steve Young, a lot of times, he would break out of pocket and make some good passes to To and stuff. Back in the day, he was he was, uh, you know, more mobile. He wasn't your traditional like. Tom Brady style, yeah, Dan Marino style, in statue in the pocket. Well, that's the thing. When you move that quarterback out, the linebackers and safeties, they have to respect They have his to move legs. around, yeah. So they either, like we saw it with Devin White. I forget if it was against Buffalo or the game before. It's the game before. Tyler Algier going a halfback wheel out of the backfield. It was Devin White's man to follow him up the sideline and cover him. But Desmond Ritter, as he's breaking out the right side, Devin White had to respect his legs. And he ended up sucking up and going towards Desmond Ritter, which left Tyler Algier open on, on the, the wheel route. And he went for, what, 20, 30 yards until Ryan Neal jumped on his back and dragged him down. So I, what, what about hurry up? Why aren't we doing more of that? I feel like we have a slowed down offense. We take our time in the huddle. We're running this play clock down. How about we run a little pace to this a offense? A little tempo, a little more and, tempo. And that was, that was the ask to Todd Bowles after the game. And basically he said, well, we thought about it. Well, why don't you do it? Like his job as a head coach, not only to run this defense, but to, to put his offensive coordinator in check when he wants something done. All he's got to do is say, hey, speed it up. Pick up the tempo. And he's just not doing it. Because he's, I don't feel like Todd Bowles is a good head coach. I don't think he is either personally, but that's us looking outside, looking in. Uh, a lot of players love to play for this guy. Uh, especially on defense, obviously. They love his defensive style and what he brings. Uh, they respect him. Um, but, yeah, they, something's got to change in this offense. I, I, I strongly feel that he needs an Eric Bieniemy type as offensive coordinator. We should, we should have pulled that trigger instead of letting Bieniemy get over to uh, Washington. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, but now he's in Washington and – we have to live with what we got now, and that's Dave Canales. And I don't think he's going to be gone next season. I don't, and I don't think he should be gone next season because who likes to have to start over again, especially if we're bringing Baker back? Good Lord, can we just give this guy some consistency through his career? Well, if, if we bring Baker back, uh, it's going to be on a, a, a bridge gap quarterback kind of deal. Yeah, he's not lighting it up to where he's going to get that long-term We, we will deal be drafting. Us. I mean, like you said, there's very few winnable-looking games on there. Maybe – and we, I hate to say this, like, but I'm hoping that we lose. We we may win two more games. How many games are left on the on, on the thing? Let's see. We've got Houston, Tennessee, San Francisco, Indy, Carolina, Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Carolina. So ten more games left. Yeah, and I know that that sounds horrible. As a and we person, might go two for eight. That's a huge Buck fan, but 
this team has to reset. We could be we could be five and whatever at the end of the, at the, end of the season. Yeah, five and could. thirteen. But we need to, we need that top quarterback pick. We need to be in the running for that top quarterback. We need to be able to reset the franchise. And not to say that because you get a top five pick and you get that quarterback you want, that automatically is going to mean you're going to reset the franchise, Jameis Winston. But there well, is that crapshoot in that lottery well, the only that prob- we could get that guy. The only problem with that is is with the way everything's already played out, the top two picks are pretty much looking like they're going to be Chicago's. Because they get... Carolina's Well, they're going to be taking back-to-back quarterbacks, I'll tell you that. I know they're not going to take them back-to-back quarterbacks, but if they're, not, they're going to take one of them. Maybe not even none. Justin Fields hasn't been playing that bad. Put some stuff around Justin Fields. They may take The a, man almost rushed for 1,000 yards last season. Either that or they'll probably trade for a hell of a draft capital. Look, look what Arizona the, did. For look the number what, one yeah, pick. I mean, look what Chicago did last year in order to get this pick from Carolina. And what they got in return, they might just trade back. They, they could benefit from gaining more draft picks to be able to build a team around Justin Fields to build a defense. They need that's be worthy line. of that Chicago midway. They type did defense. bring in Montez Sweat, by the way, too. Who did? Chicago. Chicago did. Mm-hmm. They traded for him, huh? Yep. Okay. That's that's definitely a move for the future for them. But you in can the see right that direction, they're, yeah. they're moving in the right direction. They're trying. Unlike us. I honestly think that'd be the best thing for Chicago. They have two potential top five picks. Marvin Harrison Jr. Whew. Yeah, get get him his former receiver and see what he does. Yeah, get him Marvin Harrison Jr. Put it uh, put Joel Alt uh, the offensive tackle. Uh, I I forget where he's from, but put him in there. That's the top offensive tackle in the draft. You know, give him some protection and trade back maybe get some more picks for Justin Fields. But yeah, don't just don't just go after. So, so do you think the, the Bucks are better off going quarterback first? Or do you think we should try to address the offensive line first? I, I want a quarterback. Okay. I don't think I don't think deeper in the draft, second, third round is going to yield that guy for us. Not to say that in years past there hasn't been gems in the rough. There has been. You I know, mean, Patrick Mahomes wasn't the no, number one overall pick. Neither was Josh Allen. Um, but they were in the first round. They were in the first round and top ten, uh, except for. But Mahomes. I mean, Dakota Prescott. He he was a later round pick. So was Russell Wilson. What's Dakota? Oh, Dakota Prescott. <laughs> I was thinking Dakota Watson, Deshaun Watson. I was putting, uh, mixing those two guys up. Yeah, no, you're right. You can't find gems in the rough later on. Um, but I want a shot at, at, at like, Drake May. I, he reminds me so much of Josh Allen. Just a big strapping dude with a, with a cannon of an arm that can run. Okay. That's, that's, that's who I'd like to see. Well, maybe we'll be having a little bit more Drake May conversation come uh couple more losses from now? Yeah. <laughs> In future shows. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks to have to say that as a Bucks fan. and But but realistically, we knew this coming into the season. I definitely don't want Caleb. Yeah, something about Caleb just tells me prima donna and problem child. I, I want Penix or I want... Uh, yeah, give me Penix. I'd settle for May, I guess. You know, you I want May or Penix. Okay. Yeah, May or Penix. And, and, and a, in a dart throw... Would be a late round uh, Sam Hartman out of out of uh, Notre Dame. He's well, like he's like thirty years old coming out of college, but the dude he's he's a stud for sure. The only thing with the way this draft is going to line up, Washington really does have some some tough games coming up. If Panix balls out and keeps doing the way he's doing, he's he's just only going to rise up the draft charts. Oh yeah, 
So we'll see how it goes. The kid, man. the kid is a stud, though. He's doing it in that that division, though, which isn't the greatest division as far as defense. No, it's go. not. So, and we haven't seen a ton of quarterbacks translate to the NFL. You still got to win, though. You still got to win. Well, speaking of, you want to do our predictions and get the hell out of here for this Halloween? Go do some candy. I'm down. I know you're ready to go. Reese's peanut butter cups, baby. Oh, that's oh, ooh, that sounds so good. Yes, it does. All right, let's get to this Houston game. Uh, let's be quick and sweet about it. The Bucks traveling to Houston, a one o'clock game on Sunday. This is a winnable game for the Bucks, and this is a game that we could get off the Schneid after three in a, a row loss. Uh, I don't think we do though. Unfortunately, I don't. I think uh, Houston's going to come out with the win on Sunday. Um, I'm going to take the Houston Texans in a low-scoring game, 21-17. Okay. I- I'm pretty sure Houston's a little upset. They're one of those teams who I think has been kind of uh, – it hasn't really necessarily clicked everything in, in a game. They've shown flashes. They've I think ha- they've clicked more than they thought they were going to click. Yes, though. they have. And, and they've, just, they've caught a couple bad losses. It's not like they're getting blown out by teams. No, they're hanging in there for sure. Carolina just got their first win of the season. They were in Carolina. They, they lost by a field goal. And that's one of them games where when you go back on that, that plane ride home, you're like salty. Salty. You got a little chip on your shoulder. We should have won that game. Guess who's probably going to catch the little brunt of that anger that they got built up throughout the week? We are. And we know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just historically haven't been the greatest on the road, even though it's, it, it, it's Houston. It's not like we're going to be in a cold-weather game or anything like that. But How about against rookie quarterbacks? We haven't been good against rookie quarterbacks. In a while. Last year, Brock Purdy lit us up, and I think it was his first game of the season. Of yeah, Brock career. Purdy lit a lot of people up last year, though. True, but this goes back He's been a little long bit more before exposed. Todd Bowles, though. Yeah. We always seem to – one game that really stands out to me is the Kirk Cousin. You like that game where he came back and won that game, but we always seem to give up the booty to rookie QBs or QBs that – aren't the starters, backup QBs and rookie QBs. So I'm, I'm worried about C.J. Stroud this weekend for sure. No, they've definitely been making some moves, man, and, and they're doing some good things over there. And, and Playing some good defense under D'Amico Ryans. If we, if we don't come in with our guard up, they're going to hit us with a right hook and we're going to stumble. Yeah, we got to punch them in the mouth. we got to be more physical than, than these teams. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a higher scoring game. Okay. I, I think – Houston might ball out a little bit against us. I think I'm thinking 28-21 Houston. Okay. I definitely could see that score too. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. The way CJ Stroud's been playing as a rookie, nine touchdowns, one interception, 1800 yards. It's doing pretty good. So, and it's a, it's a young and up and coming team for sure. They I, really I, are. I look at all these teams right now on this schedule and I see a lot of teams that we're probably going to end up coming down to the wire or losing. And I also see a lot of teams that are going in the right direction, whereas we're kind of regressing or staying uh, at the means, you know, at the, right in the middle there. We're not we're, – a couple weeks ago we were, what, top 15 in uh, power rankings. Mm-hmm. At one point in the season we were top 10. This season is just going to shit. Let's not be that team that – and I know players and coaches and GMs, they don't think this way. They're not like, let's tank for Tua, let's tank for Jameis, let's tank for – Whatever. T-Law, whatever it is, they don't operate that way. They're paid professionals. But as a fan, let's hit the reset button on next season. Let's, hit the, let's, let's 
put our names in in this lottery and try to get one of these top QBs coming out this year. This is the year of the QB, so let's try to get one and hit reset on I would love team. to be the top ten, top five. You'd rather be what? I said I would, I would love to be in like the top ten or top five. Top five for me. And I, and I know that means that we're probably going to lose a lot and it's going to be a miserable season, but – I see a brighter future. I think this is, like you said, a throwaway season with $75 million in dead cap money to be able to get off of that this season, rip the Band-Aid off, let that wound air dry and heal and scab up, and then next season we're, we're fresh and ready to go and start rebuilding this team again. Well, I can tell you like this. We are who we thought we are, and we're going to have a little bit more clarity on it this Sunday. So I guess we'll have to just wait and see. Yep. With that being said, you got any final uh, thoughts? Nope. Shout out to to Eddie. He's out doing his family thing with the yes, he is. you know doing the trick or treating and stuff. So he couldn't be with us tonight, but he'll be back in the cabin next week, and we will too. Um, hopefully on Monday. We've had this this streak of Tuesdays. I feel like maybe we need to change the day of the show, <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll see everybody back on Monday. And hey, maybe we might even have a surprise and be on Facebook Live or something for you guys. You can see what we look like. Ugh. Wear your glasses. Please. I'm your boy Craig from my boy Zach. This has been Buck That Podcast. Peace out.